I have no idea why I thought of this this morning, but uh, it's an early memory of my childhood. I can't even tell you how old I was, uh, but it is one of those things. uh, I I wish I could remember wonderful things when I was under five, but I know I, I had to be very small, and I remember I was very afraid. I, I um, uh, we were my, from what I remember, we were at the A and P uh, in Butler, Pennsylvania, uh, which is right near the bus stop. Uh, we did, we never had a car, so uh, we always took the bus into town. And so uh, the uh, I remember uh, holding on to a hand outside of the A and P to get on the bus. And I looked up, and it was not my mother. Uh, it, I don't know who it was, but I remember feeling the panic. I remember feeling tremendously afraid. And then suddenly, another hand grabbed my hand. It was my mother, uh, uh, you know, realizing that I was going with the wrong human being. Uh, and she grabbed me and pulled me forward. And I remember, I don't know if I was crying or not, but I just remember that initial confusion, who, who is that? And it's not my mother, you know? The, um, and then a, a second thought, I, I remember, th- this one I was a little older, I was probably five or six maybe, and uh, my dad had a lovely garden, and I was uh, looking at some of the uh, flowers in the garden, and I, I went to grab something, and a bee stung my finger. And it scared the heck out of me. And so I, I went running into the house, you know, crying like crazy because this bee stung me. And I, uh, it, it hurt a little bit. Uh, and uh, I remember my mother uh, uh, kissing it, <laughs> kissing it and said, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And... Uh, Somehow, just the fact that she told me it was going to be okay, it seemed to calm me, if I remember, uh, that I'm not going to die. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, fear is about the unexpected, isn't it? Uh, something happens, and we don't know. We're not sure. Is this it? Is this over? I mean, it happens for some people, even this week, uh, people who get a cancer diagnosis, and, and people who have an illness that they don't know what it is, what's causing their stomach upset, but they're hoping that it's just take some mylantra or something like that, it's going to go away, right? I mean, we're afraid of the unknown, obviously. We're afraid of what we don't know. And I think the, the, uh, the difficulty of the, the readings today is that both Elijah and Peter and the apostles are in a state of confusion. You know, with Elijah, uh, unfortunately, we can't read the whole account. I don't know if you remember what happened before this reading in in Elijah's life. Uh, With Elijah, first, he, he was able to call upon these grand actions of God to prove that the God of Israel was more powerful and, in fact, could, had power, uh, and unlike the gods of the Persians who was Baal, right? And so there was this contest, a dramatic contest between Baal and, uh, 
and Elijah's God. And, uh, and, and Elijah gets a chance to mock the, the big uh, sorcerer who is calling up Baal, because in a sense, laughing, like, hey, hey, look, nothing's happening. Ah, uh-huh, nothing's happening. So, and then he called upon our God, and that God brought this wind and power and strength, and uh, he was able to humiliate all those people who believed in a false God. He won. Look how powerful God is. And then he is threatened with death. Jezebel, uh, the leader, uh, is, uh, doesn't like how she, he treated their God and their sorcerer. So she wants him dead. So he's on the run here. He's on the run. And I'm sure he's saying, bring some power, right? He's searching for God's presence. Uh, show me your face, you know. Bring me light. You know? and, and, there, and there is power and wind, but God wasn't in the wind. It was just wind. And God wasn't in the storm. It was just a storm. But uh, in the, this was quiet, God. <laughs> no word. No word. Just a sense of peace. Um, the storms. The storms that can shake us. Uh, and, and it seems like every generation has its own fears uh, you know, I, I'm thinking, so what, what do we say to the people who have been devastated by fires in Hawaii and Maui? How, what do we say to them? Sucks being you? I, you know, I, I mean, they've had a tremendous uh, power of nature that has taken away their livelihood and the things they depended on, right? Uh, we still have a war in Ukraine and uh, Russia where people are trying to hurt each other and uh, trying to, to claim territory and causing a lot of human misery and suffering. And there are so many other things maybe happening in your own family. We have all of these things that are happening at us and the storms are coming at us. And I'm trying to grab a hand to get somebody, and there ain't no hand there. And, and sometimes I grab the wrong hand and say, my gosh, what, what can I depend on? Where can I find solace? And uh, the Lord reminds me, as he reminds Peter today, oh, John, you know, how little faith you have. How little faith you have that God is working. But you see, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I, I'm waiting for the wind and the fire and the power and something changing everybody's lives. But God works in the gentle breezes that unfortunately because of the storm outside, I'm not feeling the gentle breeze, the soft one. The uh, one of the, uh, when, I, when I was in uh, college, uh, we, my, my second, philo- when, when I was in philosophy, the second philosophy course, the first one was metaphysics, which I, I still don't even know what the word means, but it was metaphysics, and I, I went through a whole semester not even knowing what it was. But anyway, so, uh, uh, but the second course was called 
the problem of God. That was the name of the course, the problem of God. And uh, I remember our, uh, our friar professor who uh, said, okay, the name of the course is problem of God. But I hope all of you know that God's not the problem. We are. God's not the problem. We are. Right? Uh, wanting to figure out God, right? right? So, so God's not the problem. And unfortunately, I think in so many people's lives of confusion, God feels like the problem. I mean, how often uh, you, you read, I mean, when people would say, God, what are you doing to me? God, why do I have to endure this? God, why is there a fire in Maui? God, why is this? And God wants to say, hey, listen, I'm not your problem. I want to be part of your solution. I want to be part of your solution. We're on a journey here. We're on a path. And sometimes we be, need to be reassured by one another or by the word of God that um, it's going to be okay. You know, my mom kissing the finger and saying, you're not going to die from this. <laughs> the bee sting will not kill me. Huh? That the turbulence in my life will not destroy me no, with the support of others, it will make me stronger. I, uh, one of the privileges I've had this week is by meeting the companions of the sisters. You know, the, the covenant companions, I think they're called. I love the word companions. I've always, the, the, the word companion, you know, from the, uh, from the Latin and Italian, uh, it, it means uh, to, bre to uh, break bread with. Compagno, that's bread with, with bread. That is breaking bread with people. A chance to sit at the table and share nourishment with each other. Uh, and even, uh, I, I was at an Ethiopian uh, meal one time, uh, Ethiopian friars. And I don't know if you've ever had an Ethiopian meal, but uh, talk about uh, anybody who's a germaphobe, you'd hate it. But because what, we, what you do at, at the beginning of the meal is every, everybody ritually washes their hands. You wash your hands. And then you, you go to the table, you sit on the floor, and this plate of food is sitting in front, it's massive. And uh, if someone says they like something, then, then you would take a, a bit of the food with your hand and put it in the mouth of the person who likes it a lot to feed, right, I've already, look at that face, my God. <laughs> I'm terrified just looking at her. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you, but uh, we, we washed our hands, remember? But anyway, uh, uh, and it, it, their meal is to help another person to delight. You know, oh, you like this? And then they, they feed you with that. Uh, of course, you know, it's with that lovely Ethiopian bread. It's almost like... Uh, elastic or something. It, it, you just take the bread and scoop up the meat or vegetables. Beautiful, wonderful, and spicy too. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, that experience, I've had to feed it, companions, literally to break bread with, to feed others. And uh, when the Lord calls us to, remember, they're, they're together, it calms down, they're in the boat together, 
it's, it's not an accident for the Gospel of Matthew to name Peter as the one who doubted. The recognition when Matthew's writing this is that the church, this community of disciples, these people who are going to, there are going to be storms and you're all stuck in this boat together. There will be fear. There will be unknown. And gosh, we need each other. We need each other to be the voice, to be the lips that kiss the finger, to be the, the person who says, we'll get through this together, together. I think the, 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 the sadness of isolation is that when people just feel that there's no one, there's no one to help. And uh, that should never be for any of us, never. We take companions on the journey precisely because we need to be able to be confidence when another person's missing it. To fear and to be able to share the fear so that the other person can feel it with us and make it better just in knowing that they're on our side and crying with us. We need, we need families too. We're in this together. It was something that brought a lot of courage to Peter in the future <laughs> when the storms uh, I can't help but think, you know, one of, we always say that our church is based on the faith of Peter and Paul, uh, uh, Peter who would face death. Uh, he was uh, cru uh, crucified, right, uh, unfortunately, and killed. But probably even as he faced that moment, he had memories to draw on. The Lord said, don't be afraid, right? Move forward. You know, move forward with your faith. I died so that you might not be afraid of it, so that you might understand that the pain of the gospel is not the problem of God inflicting. It's living life where we're vulnerable and susceptible, but it ain't gonna kill our spirit. It ain't gonna kill us. There is hope. I pray that all of you might have a companion and that other people might be able to feed you the things that you delight in and to be with you when the bee stings. Huh? Amen.